and welcome to episode number 205 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on May the 28th, 2023. Uh, my name is Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. Gavin. Ah, yes, I'm Gavin. Uh, I'm an instructor with Ragnarok Tactical, volunteer, search and rescue, first responder, all-around fun, cool guy, you know, <laughs> and a podcaster too, I guess. I, I do this I like one occasionally. Point. Yeah, the other CPP as well, more frequently. <laughs> and I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario, part-time amateur prepper, constantly trying to better myself. Uh, my name is Pierre. I'm a wannabe prepper. Tactical beard owner, uh, base t-shirt, merchants, government critique, and the reason we need to hit the explicit button most of the time. This is true. I will concur. Indeed. I'm the Frugal Gunny. Uh, recently moved to Northern Ontario, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. I live off the grid. I'm a shooter, hunter, fisher, gatherer, trapper type, basically a generalist. Uh, it's only recently that I came to accept the name Prepper. And, and now here you are. Welcome you to the game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just yeah, like I don't, that. I don't like it really either. It makes me feel kind of dirty. Like, why does this have to be its own thing? Why can't this just be normal life? Like, it, it, oh, so well be. said. Yeah. Are, are you suggesting it's not normal life? Well, I mean, everyone should like not depend on others and should be able to supply for themselves. But I know I always just find that like because of too many like weird TV shows and maybe other YouTubers that have this weird like. Mm -hmm fascination with like doomsday events that are like one in 10 million <laughs> you know people focus on those people yep. and it's like oh I, i've got to have this insane setup for like when solar flares come and, and you're like yeah but what about like when like there's a snowstorm that lasts for four or five days and you can't get to the grocery store like they're all ready for like the big solar wave thing that's gonna knock out all their cell phones and stuff but like snowstorm that's going to probably happen every few years nah forget it yeah no, i don't, don't worry need about to that yeah, yeah. No. No. do i have a podcast for you buddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh rock an awesome oh. story this is great <laughs> so uh anybody out there if you're wanting to keep this show on the air uh, <laughs> buy some swag we have both the canadian prepper podcast t-shirt and the tactical velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes, like us on Facebook, and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback. Feedback, good or bad, or just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. <laughs> Not that this week you've been practicing nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> all right so we've got some mindful content for you in this episode uh, we're going to start off with some recent news articles we'll update you on our personal preparedness then we're going to get into the main topic for the evening of mindset so let's uh let's move into the news so i uh i got an email the other day from jace medical i figured this would be a good spot in the news to to include this uh, they are now, uh, this is their big announcement they were talking about when they were on with us um, a couple episodes ago. 
they are now offering backup prescriptions. So if you already have some form of medication that you're taking and you're concerned about having enough supply, they are actually issuing a year worth of supply for you. So that was the thing that they were saving up to announce and they just recently announced it. So things such as cholesterol pills, diabetes, family planning, heart health, blood pressure, uh, mental health type of medications, uh, they are now offering that in a year supply. Uh, you do already have to be diagnosed and be under the care of a primary care physician, but uh, mm. then they will uh, they will prescribe it for you as well, so you get that uh, year supply to stack away. So, so, nice. so that are, that is fantastic for when the sun flares hit. Yeah. It is, or or the snowstorms. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, it covers everybody. Yeah, we we don't really no no not that one no no the sun flares. Yeah, the snowstorm won't happen. Yeah. No. Oh, right. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh. Right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me back to reality, guys. I yeah. appreciate it. But pay no attention yeah. to a few months ago when some of the panelists here were snowed in for like, you know, a day or two. Yeah. But <laughs> that won't happen. Again. Oh, man. No, no, of course not. And I put a link in the uh, the chat here if anybody's looking to check out that Jay's medical stuff. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I, I wonder what all they cover. Like, yeah. is it just those things you listed or, or more? It's so almost be... like we're going to have to have them on again. Almost. Well, yep. I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, that's just super convenient. Only having to like do that yeah. once a year rather than, you know, every month or a couple of okay. months or whatever that your, your regular <clears throat> doctor will give you prescriptions for. As a person that yeah. needs to take some of those things frequently, it's just like, uh, I got to go yep. do this again. Yep. I'm on the list of a few of those as well. And it, yeah. even just to have the peace of mind of, of having it for a year stocked away and then continuing with your regular prescription with your primary care yep. physician. And and yeah. should yeah. that uh, should that snowstorm hit or that uh, power outage happen or something, you can't get to the pharmacy? I, hey. I thought we agreed that solar flares are the only thing that could happen. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. My mistake. Solar flares, yeah. if that happens <laughs> and it screws up the electrical uh, conduits to, to get yeah. the, the medication yeah. to the pharmacy and... Yeah. Yep. You at least have that backup, and then you can just replace it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or zombies. Yeah. It's zombies. Yeah. True. True. Shit. They need their cholesterol meds too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget Yellowstone Park. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh boy. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to what we've done la lately for preps, shall we? That's you, Brad. Uh, work. Work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh yard cleanup outside continues did a bunch of that today um i didn't really do that this wasn't for preps but it kept me from doing more preps was uh pierre's uh pierre's wedding over last weekend nice. partying and camping and doing the wedding thing and many many steps in there works did some more work uh fuel rotation uh because of his wedding i was able to bring my camper out for the first time for the year nice not at all stocked in what I would like to have in there. Kind of a little bit rushed to get it out of here and then back. And because uh, thankfully we didn't go very far or there was no solar flare. Good thing. Yeah. And then I mean, uh, some more work. That, that, that's kind of like a prep. Like you didn't actually, you didn't stockpile anything, but you, you tested its, yes. you know, abilities and, you know, yes. got it ready well, for the season. That's, that's a, like a prep. Yeah. I got, you, it works. I got you yeah that's good that's good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right 
Uh, yeah, for myself, it's been a bit of a whirlwind the last few weeks. Um, you know, new to the podcast now. I haven't been here in like three weeks, but uh, <laughs> hey, Eric, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Good, good, good to have you. Yeah, yeah so I, I've been all over the place for work. It uh, it did open up the ability to uh, do all the things we talk about when traveling. So check out a bunch of different hotels and entries and exit points and kind of figure out the lay of the land and, and all that kind of fun stuff when uh, when traveling uh beyond that was also able to just make sure that my go bag was uh you know around with me and i did pull a couple of things out here and there as i went because i realized i need some snacks every once in a while so that was kind of nice to have um and then beyond that just rebuilt uh, our raised garden bed because the one that we had here was uh, about 10 years old it was falling apart and it was time to build something new so Got that done actually today, so just in time to add it to the list of things. But now it's time to plant a few things. And yes, I know a few people are screaming at their computers or their phones or whatever they're listening to this on going, you are late, you're behind on planting. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. I'm going to cheat this year and just get some uh, plants that are already sprouted from uh, Home Depot and put them in. And yes, curse and swear at me all you want, but it's the way we're going to go this time. <laughs> next year, I'll start from growing. seeds. I will. Yeah. I'll start with seeds next year. I usually do, so. I can cheat this year, I think. There you go. Um, as Brad alluded to, we had uh, our wedding party to celebrate, so we had to set up the venue and tear it down, which we finally got everything out yesterday. Um, we did most of the cooking and most of the stuff, so I mean, we cooked for, I would say, what, 40 to 50 people yes, on a Saturday. So, uh, yeah, we had... Uh, a good setup. Lots and lots of friends. Very thankful everybody was there helping out, helping chop some veggies and doing this and doing that. Uh, so that was fun. To, I love cooking, but I will never do it for a living. Um, but got to hang out with a bunch of people for the weekend. It was good. Uh, got to meet one of the panelists from the Alberta area that came down for that weekend. So that was good to get to sit down more than, you know, awesome. we got to talk on the podcast or the occasional messages back and forth. It was, uh, it was nice to see everybody come out and, uh, the support from everybody. So I, in a small way, people are okay, depending on the people. <laughs> certain, certain people are okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Basically, awesome. basically the awesome. people on this podcast are okay. Cause <laughs> it's good to scope it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, on my end, uh, I attended uh, Pierre's wedding, so I got to do a little bit of uh, impromptu camping. Impromptu because I did very little preparation for the camping other than looking in the truck. Yeah, did I throw the tent in? Do I have the sleeping bags? Yeah, air mattress. Oh, I did make sure the uh, air mattress functioned. But uh, one thing that happened is I uh, was missing my pegs out of the tent. So... I had to make a quick decision. Do I try to fashion some pegs? No, I went digging through the old truck, and what did I find? Four packs of those dollar store, uh, about 10-inch uh, long tent pegs, you know, those cheap metal ones? Well, they saved the day, and the tent stood through the rain, and that was good. So little prepping items saved me there. Uh, swapped in my summer tires, <clears throat> so all the off-road is off because I'm going to be doing a little bit of road this year been actively looking for the next work gig if that's a prep i think it is uh and last but not least uh went to visit a friend's property uh picked it up uh not far from uh 
here in the national capital region where my girlfriend lives. So I went to go visit that, uh, give him an idea of what my thoughts were. Very nice little property. So I'll probably be spending some time up there and developing some content, some video content for everybody nice. from there as well. So that should be a lot of fun. Like OnlyFans or the YouTube one? Um, the YouTube guy. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to rely on OnlyFans, man, I I really missed the mark, didn't I? <laughs> well, you were you you're just saying you're looking for a new work gig. You're gonna start making oh, content, you know. Uh, <laughs> some some would refer to OnlyFans yeah. as a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says that it has to be feet pics. It could be preparedness stuff on there. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fresh oh, rack yeah. of new tent pegs. The package opening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Preparedness and feet. Yeah. Freshly charged headlamps. That's that's, yep. that's a niche market, but I feel that that would be huge. Yeah, you can charge top dollar for a niche market. Yeah, indeed, it's true. indeed. All right, yeah. you're giving me some ideas, fellas. I like this. <laughs> All right. Well, how about uh, with that we move into the main topic, shall we? Awesome. So this evening we're looking at talking about uh, mindset and just how that helps you with preparedness and kind of gets you into, well, for lack of a better term, the, the mindset to actually do this kind of stuff, right? It's uh, it's an important topic. It's something that I think a lot of people overlook. They don't really think about it. They'll they'll get into it, but they just don't realize that it's something that they're doing and they're actually getting their themselves set up to do something or they're getting their mindset to, you know, for a different um project or something that they're looking to take on and just getting themselves mentally set to get into this preparedness world or continue into it. So it's, I think it's a good topic to get into. I have to agree a hundred percent. I talk a lot about mindset with um, the mags that I'm a member of, because even if one doesn't have much money or gear, if one has the mindset, you can accomplish just about anything, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true. Uh, that's why I'm a big, big fan of it. And, and and if anybody says, oh, well, prove it, I'm proof of it. I have no formal schooling in IT, and yet I've been a, a leading IT instructor for, oh gosh, way too long now, 27 years. I've been trying to lead people through how to work with technology in the smart and best way. It's um, a few years. It's a couple of years, right? <laughs> I, I, may have thing, I may have seen a thing or two, but... Mm -hmm. uh, what I found is, uh, like a lot of you in your own experiences, people have a really high reliance on technology and gear and hardware. And then when that gear or hardware fails or that service fails, because most people today, uh, if they're watching this video or listening to this podcast, you are reliant on an entire chain of services and technology to provide you with that service and that outcome. When you turn off that switch, when that car breaks down, when you're on a highway, when the power lines get knocked out because of a bad windstorm like we recently had here, all those things happen, right? But when those things go away, it is your mind that panics and that makes you un unable to cope. Uh, whereas we have plenty of, of examples of people who live without these things and they do just fine. In fact, they thrive, don't they? No, I, yeah. I, I agree. Like, I mean, in all of the things that, that I do, you know, like my daily life and just dealing with you know, whatever stupid little things are bugging me. And, you know, I've had some medical things here and there over the years, like everyone else. 
the competitive shooting stuff that I do, you know, doing, you know, search and rescue and stuff like that. Like mindset is, is everything. It's, it's like fitness. If you have the right mindset, it just makes everything better and easier, right? Like just like the more in shape you are, everything gets better. And, so glad yeah. you mentioned the fitness part. Um, for those of you listening in, we're in Canada. I don't know about other countries, but in Canada, we used to take athletics quite seriously to the degree that all of our Olympic athletes received a lot of mental coaching and seriously tuned to getting the most performance out of people. And that includes being self-aware and knowing what's going on between both ears um, and optimizing that so that you get the most out of yourself. And every really serious athlete I have listened to or watched um, all talk about the mental game more than anything. When I was a, a younger fella, I was very much into mountain bike racing. <clears throat> and there comes a point when you have been going for hours or really intensely for an hour on that thing and your body has already cooked all of the sugar and carbs you've got in the body by then, and now you're working on your reserves. Your, your, your tank is empty, and everybody hits this point. Everybody does. You can't not hit it. What that makes one athlete better than another at that point is the mental game. Um, yes, yeah, you have variations a, a great in book. physical. Yeah. yeah, a great book by uh, Lanny Bassam with Winning in Mind. Where it, it talks it all all about that that mental prep to like to to get you there like it, it it's huge and it's it's applicable to not just any one sporting thing or it's applicable to everything in life like the the, the more uh, you know hippie type people might call it manifesting and things like that it's the same thing it's having that positive mental attitude that picture that that thing that you want to happen, you know, in your mind, because your, your brain is, is unable to separate from the actual doing it and of you thinking it. Right. So it becomes that repetitive thing. It's like building muscle memory, but it's, it's all in your brain and your brain then starts to envision success, which then creates success. Absolutely. Um, all, all these things help in what I consider the, the biggest part of prepping, which is the planning phase. Um, and if anybody wants to start working on their planning skills, uh, you can start by looking at planning from a, a lot of the old school military ways of planning things where to look at the outcome of the mission first, including the follow-up actions after the mission, and then plan backwards from there. So if you want to try a really cool exercise, do that in your head. Uh, okay, this is a little project I want to take on. Visualize the outcome in all of its ways that are measurable and tangible that you could report to somebody else and say, here's what I accomplished. And then work your way back from that. Okay, what are the steps I need to get to that point? And then think of all the dependencies between those steps. You know, what must you do before the other can begin, et cetera, et cetera. And now you're down the road of planning, which is a, a basic project management skill. And now you can apply that everywhere in life, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we when we teach a lot of things, uh, we, we use the, the old military acronym METTC. So that'll help you plan things to give you that mindset. So for those that don't know what it is, it's uh, mission, enemy, terrain, troops, 
time and civilian considerations. So those are the kind of things, and you know, some of those don't apply to, you know, civilians per se, we don't necessarily have troops, but, but you do have, you know, from a prepper perspective, your mag, your friends, your family, your neighbors, right? Those are the people that are on your team that you can rely on to one degree or another. You know, the enemy isn't necessarily like an actual enemy. It could be the thing that you're dealing with, right? The, the, the anything, right? You can use that to sort of give you the steps in order to plan the thing. And when you do plan the thing, you can plan for the, you know, the Murphy's Law stuff that, that inevitably happens. But the more you think about those things and consider those things, either, the, you know, less realistic they are, like snowstorms, they're never going to happen, only solar flares. <laughs> and then you can sort of plan around them and come up with a, a reasonable plan. And as you work through that mental exercise, you know, when it, if that bad, bad thing happens because you've already worked through it mentally several times, it's not as bad, right? Because nothing is ever as bad as when it happens in your mind. It's always 10 times worse than when it's actually <laughs> physically happening. Nope. This is so true. And, and this is why in, in the world of, gosh, in the world of law enforcement, in the world of military, in the world of government, in the world of first responding, we do exercises, we practice it, we try to make it as realistic as we can so that we create all of the same stressors that are present during the actual thing so that when the actual thing happens for us, it's indistinguishable, it's more of a, a faint memory and you go, oh, okay, I remember going through something like this and your actions become automated. It's that muscle memory, but for the mind. And uh, I see down here that we, um, Melissa's got a great comment about uh, um, breathing and hippy dippy stuff, and yeah. you know what? I wanna I wanna give a nod to that, um, a serious yeah. nod to it. A lot of the mind work and mindset stuff that we have today stems from what were actually secret projects back in the '60s and '70s. They were classified, and they've since been declassified. And so we now know that there is actually a major, major benefit to doing the uh, mental work along with breathing and meditation and visualization. These are all major, major aspects of mindset. And so Melissa mentioned breathing techniques. Breathing techniques are something I encourage everybody to try. Um, yeah. There is something absolutely great about different kinds of breathing techniques. I don't want to get into a whole other spinoff here, uh, and nor do I really want to get into yeah, the, the hippie-trippie kind of experience. never happens either. on this podcast. Never spin <laughs> yeah. off into anything else. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> but the breathing, you know, if, if, if all you do is go watch yeah. um, law enforcement officers on video responding to emergency situations, they are actually trained like our military are, when you're getting into that adrenaline hit, when that adrenaline dump happens and you start getting the shakes and you know you feel a little bit queasy, that's the adrenaline dump. All you got to do right. is breathe through it, right? You center yourself in the moment and away you go. Any meditation you do will help you do that too. Um, and, and if you think that, oh, that's hokey pokey, I want to talk a little bit about some of the <laughs> oldest warrior civilizations out there, and those are the Japanese well, and the Chinese. Um, and some of those older traditions said that a true warrior is able to stop and meditate in the middle of battle. 
in the yeah. middle of battle. And that is a high standard to, um, to look at. But I say, why not? If the mind is a muscle and you want to work it, you have to stress it and challenge it yeah. just like our own muscles, right? Why not exactly. aim I mean, that high? Well, I know you look at, I mean, like, I agree. Like so it, some of it can sound sort of really hippie and all of this stuff. Cause it, it, it has that application as well, but it's, the, it's a hundred percent the same techniques. It's all about just, yeah. Low pouring that heart rate, getting that adrenaline dump to sort of calm. Of current hippies, it doesn't get much more hippie than you know my man Wim Hof, right? And his weird cold showers and meditating and his super weird like hyperventilating breathing. But it works. Like there is a reason why the military sends their special forces guys to train with this weird old hippie in like the mountains of Poland and go like hiking up a mountain in silkies and nothing else, right? Like because it works. Like it, it, it sounds insane, but it, it, but it works. And a lot of it is, is purely the mental aspect of it. If like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, like, and, and that's yes. part of the problem for people is they convince themselves. I can't do this, even though they have never tried it. You're like, okay. Right. like You're right. Then. I, I want to pick up on that, Gavin, because that's a major one that I try to break in people that I care for, that I care about. I try and point that out in them so that they become aware. And let's talk a little bit about that. This is pure psychology, and it's definitely mindset. The words we speak have truth and are truth. And so, like Gavin says, if you say that you cannot do something, well you have just limited yourself before even taking a step. When I was a young lad at the age of 17 with really skinny upper body, uh, they told me, you're going to scale that 10-foot wall. And I remember thinking, all right, where's the stepladder? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that for a half second. Where's the stepladder? And then click, 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 the gears went, oh, okay, we got to think about this, right? That was a mindset problem. I, if you had told me before basic training that I would be able to scale a 10-foot wall, I probably would have laughed at you. But now that I have actually done it, I can tell you, yep, and I think I know what I would have to do to do it again. Um, because I've now done it a few times thanks to that basic training. And so I want to encourage everybody to not limit yourself with your thoughts and your deeds and words. Um, so I, I will often say I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah, that's the like. Yeah, I may not I be able to do that I like now. That. I might need mm -hmm. to learn how to do this better or properly, or so that I don't hurt myself. Like, you know, yeah. Like, if I went to go try to do that right now, I probably would not get over the wall. But I'd try it, and I'd learn from it. Yes, and that's the process. I, I like that. I like the. I don't know how to do this yet. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. fantastic. Yes. Keyword there, like, yet. Yes. And to add to that, let's let's also avoid absolutes if we can. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah on my not, YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tend yeah. to agree. Yeah. Avoid that it. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Stoli is appropriate. That's, that's yeah. a good vodka. But uh, uh, on the topic of, of limiting oneself with the mind, um, we can also, and, and the positivity nerds are going to love this, so... 
brace yourselves here. Um, <laughs> when you use the word yet, you're also creating the potential, opening that up for the actual learning experience. And again, if we want to get hippy trippy, um, they say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Well, that's been my life. That has been my life. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. One day I purchased a really, really snazzy handgun, a beautiful piece. I'll even tell you what it was. It was a SIG P226 Legion in 9mm. A phenomenal firearm, yeah. hyper-reliable. And I, I came to a painful place of understanding that I couldn't shoot it worth beans compared to my <laughs> other handguns. I now know after a lot of training and an instructor uh, drilling me into it that you know, I, I was able to overcome a lot of those issues, but it never was natural, and here's why. It was ergonomics. Sometimes your body is the limiting factor, and okay. so uh, I had to learn to adapt and work with it as the way anybody would if it was their issued service pistol. Oh, so your hands don't fit it. Well, isn't that tough? Don't worry. Yeah. You still have to hit the target right yeah. uh and so you work with it with your mind right you overcome it by using your mind yeah. um and sometimes and and this is the way it worked out that day i was doing terribly i was frustrated i couldn't figure out why i wasn't working and the fella just a few feet back who was organizing his targets who was coming to shoot that day happened to be an ipsic grandmaster and I looked at him and he kind of said, hello, just a nod. And I said, hi. And for those of you who don't know about the world of handgunning, IPSC is the International Practical Shooting Confederation. Which, which and, is anything uh, but practical anymore. Which is, but. yeah, anything but practical. It's, <laughs> it's more like, it's more like handgunning, a handgunning sport is what I probably yeah. should describe it as. Yeah. Um, but I remember at the time him giving me a few tips in a matter of about 10, 15 minutes. I think he took pity on me because it was obvious I was doing terribly with the thing and I was frustrated with myself and I was honest with him. I told him I suck. What am I doing wrong? And uh, man, he tuned me up really fast with a couple of uh, pointers and it changed the entire game. But until I was ready to admit, okay, I suck at this and drop my ego. And oh, again, yeah, uh, yep. yeah, all of the psychology yeah. nerds are going to love this, right? <laughs> when I was able to drop my ego and yep. approach him in a friendly way, establish a connection, eye contact, shake hands, hey, how you doing? Man, I am sucking so badly at this. Do you know what I'm doing wrong? Well, all of a sudden he tells me, well, actually, I can help you. I'm actually a black badge instructor. And uh, let me go take a look yeah. at what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And so that's a great example of the when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that's yeah, an example of being ready. Yeah, I like that. And it's a good example too when you, you say drop the ego because a lot of yeah. people will just get so hung up on, I know how to do this. I don't need anyone else. I, you know, I've read all the books. I've watched all the YouTube, rah, rah, rah. Forget, forget right? what they see, it, what they show in the movies. Here's yeah. a guy who knows how to do it. Listen to this guy. Yeah. In, instead of, ego is, you know what? Yeah. I've, I've done this once. It didn't go that great. Yeah, no, no, nobody likes done it a million yeah. times, right? Nobody likes There's a guy no that. with with an ego, right? Like yeah. everyone needs a little bit, right? Like you need to have, oh, yeah, absolutely confidence yeah. in yourself, right? Like you need to take yeah, the, you know the Peterson, like keep your you know back straight, like a lobster thing, right? Like you got to have that. Yeah. 
confidence in yourself yes. and, and, and all of that because that's certainly part of that positive mental attitude but like Absolutely. nobody likes a cocky jackass right like no. nope. ego is is the, the, the one thing that is going to just kill you more than like no one will like you nobody will help you mm. the minute yep. that you you drop that ego and stay humble even if you know you're good at something and you're humble yep. about it people will love you 100 yes. percent. Yeah. yes and, yep. and on that note um if 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 you don't know if you're listening to this and it sounds really fancy oh gosh what is ego um if if you have ever experienced stage fright that's your ego crying out in fear afraid to be ashamed afraid to be ridiculed that's yep. the ego screaming yep. out yep. and and there is no other way to vanquish it but to get up there and do it Face the fear, uh, head on. Face yep. the yeah. fear. Yeah, you can try and play mind tricks with yourself to face the fear because that works. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they've said in the past, oh, if you're afraid when you get up there, just imagine everybody's naked. I'm not sure that's something I want to try. Um, yeah, what I do every episode. <laughs> Inside voice. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. why pants are optional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys wearing are wearing right pants? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's what, like, if you read uh, Rory Miller's books, he talks about, I mean, that's all from a sort of a confrontational thing but he's big on like this dropping that ego to stay out of confrontation right because that's what does it but he talks about like yeah. your lizard brain and your monkey brain and that's that monkey brain it's that emotional one right your monkey mm -hmm. brain just wants to fit in and get along with everybody and do the things and all that but like every now and again it like it it freaks out right because you've challenged your ego and you start you know you have to beat your chest and do all of these stupid like monkey games in order to <laughs> assert your dominance right when like right it's stupid like who cares like you know and that's why like a lot of guys you'll see like when there are confrontations and stuff like that it's a couple of drunks at a bar that punch each other up like it's not that people don't get hurt you know and some really hurt it's not designed for that it's literally like when you see two animals in nature and they're both males you know locking horns it's a display of dominance that's all that is yeah. And they're doing it for ego. I mean, in the animal kingdom, there's mating rights that go along with that. But like for people, like that's not really how that goes anymore. We've we've dropped that. It's all ego that's getting you to do that. And the minute that you get rid of it, you'll be so much better off. Yeah. And and I, I prefer the ritual of if you're gonna do that and try and assert dominance, it's a lot easier and less painful if you just pee on the person compared to like going fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are oh, many strategies boy. for survival yeah. <laughs> where do i even go with this one yeah. <laughs> but, but, we're gonna keep that for our only fans page pierre well, yeah, okay. that's a yeah. good one yeah um, uh, <laughs> one of the things that i talk a lot about mindset about is okay well how do we and so now we've we've acknowledged how important it is we understand how important it is um how do we go about and building it up? Um, and uh, there's all kinds of things you can do, even if you're the solo solo practitioner. Uh, I don't like to say the lone wolf, but there are solo practitioners out there, and I, I tend to be okay at that part because um, when you push yourself and you go and leave civilization for more than three or four days, um, the challenge is more mental than oh, anything else. Yeah. 
definitely yeah. agree with that one. It really is. And if you're if you're a city person, uh, I don't think of myself as a city person for a long time now. But if you're a city person, just leaving the city is going to be a challenge. Never mind staying overnight or yeah. two or three days. Yeah. Um, if you're the kind of person that needs a light on at night or white noise at night, um, you might want to work in little bits on this thing. And so in that respect, with all of the things that you can do to uh, build up on your mindset, I want to offer you all uh, an approach that is universal and works for everybody. And it's the crawl, walk, run approach. And you'll hear this referred to by anybody in the training business anybody from the military world, because that's how they teach us. And this approach is to actually do it. So you can't just talk about crawling. Uh, yeah. You have to actually do it. And it's, it's by crawling that you build up the calluses on the elbows and on your knees, and you get a few little rocks in your hands, and you build up that muscle memory. Okay, that's, that's how I move when I'm doing that. And I get a few cuts in my hands, and okay, that hurts. And you get smarter. And you start realizing if I'm going to crawl somewhere, I need to you know, be mindful of my surfaces. And okay, and next thing you know, it's time to walk, right? And that involves a higher level of coordination and mastery of a new force called gravity. All right, okay, so now we're incorporating another level of complexity into the activity. Um, and over time, <clears throat> as we build speed, that is competency. When you start reaching speed, it's because you are competent enough that you understand and have mastered all of the aspects of the thing to do it in, a, in an effective manner, um, then you can start breaking into the run. And at that point, you're kind of at the, at the optimal <coughs> uh, performance level for that activity in terms of speed. And, and you can really push the full end of it and become a sprinter. But, you know, if you can run, you're now at a level of, okay, you're doing pretty well with that. Um, and in any mental skill, you can use this approach. And so if you're new to this self-improvement thing, okay, get started gently, right? Maybe go watch yeah. a Jordan Peterson uh, YouTube motivational it's, video, right? Everything is baby <laughs> steps, right? Like you, you just, you got to just do it, got to practice it, right? And to, like a yeah. physical skill, like, you know, hard skills, soft skills are the same. You have to practice it. You got to practice that positive mm -hmm. mental attitude, practice that picturing things being perfect for it to sink in and the more you do it the easier it gets but yeah you just got to do it and stick to it that's the the trick it's that commitment you know like i uh at at the wedding i think i told the story of how i got the wicked burn on my arm and so like i had you know two weeks in the hospital it sucked like it sucked bad but like you know, they come in and they do like your, you know, your mental health assessments and stuff like that. And they ask you the same questions over and over and over again, like to the point where you're like, oh my God, like just stop with this. This is worse than the burn itself. But like they came in and like, even on day one, they're like, you seem really okay with everything that you have, like happened to you, right? Like you have like a massive burn on your arm and I'm like, well, like I'm not okay with it. Like it sucks. Like it hurts. You know, I now have to recover and like it's a possibility that like I may not, right? Like not a hundred percent anyways, but like if I have a you bad can't... attitude about it, it's not gonna make it better. It's just gonna make this time worse. And, and it's not like you can go back and change it. Yeah, exactly like it Move what's forward. done is what's exactly what's done is done. And as much as yeah. I wanna change it or whatever, it's it's not gonna happen. It's just I have to just 
Oh Deal wait, hang it. on. I'll 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 let you borrow my way back machine. <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> if I was going to use it, I would use it for something way better than that. Like if it's like, oh it's hell yeah, it's making <laughs> mil- millions, billions of dollars. Yeah, but you know if that <laughs> happens to go away at the same time, I won't complain. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's all it's it's, it's that that mental attitude where it's just like I, I've accepted the bad thing. Like it, you know, yeah. there's another great book called Embrace the Suck, where it's about the military guys and like. You got to learn to start becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? And that's a yeah. great way to to practice this skill is to just like, you know, to bring it back to my man Wim Hof again. Like, take that cold shower. You know, it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck real bad, especially if you've got real cold water or if you do like the proper ice bath. <laughs> it's not fun, but that mental fortitude that you get from doing that is huge and that's going to help contribute to that mental attitude for everything else right like it sounds stupid it's just like it's a cold shower but it trains your brain to get over that like you know it's going to suck you're doing it anyways you're going to do it for not just like three seconds for like you know you build up time there's other benefits too but like the mental fortitude thing is huge and that's that's and and if i if i if i may link the mental and the physical because the physical happens from the mental right you decide to do something and then you do it um so the more you practice that mental the more the the, the physical uh, follows and i want to give you an example another practical example and this is me and i've got video to prove it i just haven't posted it yet because i was kind of skinny back then <laughs> so <laughs> Here's the example. I'd, Keep uh, it not for the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the. Well, he just the doesn't want page. people to know he's fat now. That's the, that'll be when I open up the Patreon page. You know? <laughs> oh man! So here's here's a great example. Um, I had just started working out again back in 2016, and so I'd been doing crunches and some chin ups and pull ups and isometrics, and. Um, a friend of mine's young lad tells me one day, oh, do you know how to do an elbow plank? And I looked at him with eyes as big as saucers. What's an elbow plank? I'd never heard of this thing in my life. So he goes ahead and whips out a little yoga mat, slaps it on the floor, and he shows me uh, uh, an elbow plank. And I remember thinking, well, you know what? I don't know if I can do one of those. Let me try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I had already had one or two beers into me. I was at a friend's house for, for their dinner. We were just having dinner. Um, and here I am on a yoga mat trying to liquid do a, courage. A, a, an elbow plank. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks to liquid courage, probably in no huge part. Yeah. Well, I whipped off a one minute and 55, uh, time. And he said, that's really good for a guy who's never done this before. And I think, remember thinking, oh, I was pretty proud of myself. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, a couple of weeks later, I'm, I'm doing two minute planks and I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. I'm very pleased. And, uh, the results are showing. And I'm walking with a friend, and she reveals to me that Cher was bragging once that she could do five-minute planks. Well, didn't that just crush my little man ego? It really did. (laughs) And I remember looking at her thinking, and I literally said this. I said, well, you know what? If Cher at the age of 70 or late 60s can pull off a five-minute plank, I'm pretty sure I can do that too. And you know what? I worked my way up to it. I worked my way up to it. And what did it take? Probably about three weeks 
And uh, at this point, I was doing my, my planking regime every two days or so. And it took about, yeah, about two, three weeks to work up to that time. And um, it was a lot easier than I thought. Way easier than I thought. And I was already in my early 40s at this point. And so I remember thinking, well, if I can do that, what can't I do? Yeah. And, and so if I can do that at the age of 42 and record a five and a half minute plank on video to the soundtrack of ACDC's Whole Lot of Rosie, um, nice. anybody uh, yeah. younger than me should be able to get to that too, no matter what physical condition they are in, right? Because it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. You're in pain. You're in the middle of adversity. You're shaking. You're sweating. You're vibrating. You're breathing hard. Your head's popping because your veins are bulging. But you know what? It feels good. But you're good. exercising, right? You're, you're exercising the mind as well as the body while you're doing this. That's a good point. Right? So that's what it was for me. It was a mental game. It was, again, it wasn't that, oh, can I get to five minutes? No, it was, well, if she was able to do it, and she is old. She is as old as the earth, from my point of view. Um, <laughs> then why can't I, right? And yeah. so it was entirely a mind barrier that I had to remove, and then I just had to go ahead and have the courage to execute it. That's it. Yeah, and that's what it is. You just gotta, you gotta try. You have to, yeah. you know. I mean, I know Yoda's got the like, you know, do or do not. There is no try, but like, there's no absolutes in this, like. You just have to, to, to give it your best shot and go from there, like lose the ego, be humbled by an experience or two mm-hmm. and keep keep at it. That perseverance is is huge for that mindset, right? Because like if you stop doing something every time you failed at it, none of us would be doing any of the things that we did, right? Like we wouldn't have gone that. to the moon. We wouldn't have gone to the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. Precisely. Human feats don't happen without the mental aspect yeah. behind it, right? Yeah. Nope. yeah. And without curiosity. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. Motivation. Let's talk yeah. about that. Motivation. Let's talk about that would motivation. Be the better yeah. Because that's part of mindset. And um, having been involved in the training world a long time, a long, long time, since 1996, I've been a formal trainer. Um, so that's, it's an awful long time before that I trained in cadets formally. Um, so there's, there's a lot of background for me in that side of things and you just have to go ahead and do it. You you have to jump into it feet first. There's no better way to learn it than to go ahead and do it. You can read about it, but there's nothing like doing it. That's why in person training, all of the all of the subject matter experts who really have a grasp of their respective domains, they will all tell you if you want to supercharge your way through things, if you want to um, give yourself a really big accelerated learning curve in any one aspect of something, go get training, get some yeah. guidance, you know, go reach yeah. out for that Yoda. Um, yeah. Because. Well, that's a- as a trainer, this is the thing that I find is, is like, cause I agree, like language is important, right? We need to use the correct language when we talk to ourselves, when we talk to other people. And a lot of people get practice and training. 
mixed up. <laughs> practice yeah. is when you do the thing on your own and yeah. you're practicing a skill. Training is when you go and receive that training from somebody else that has a higher skill level, hopefully, than you in order to <laughs> yeah. teach you something new or at least confirm that you have the skill and ability that, that you're you're going to their expertise for. If, if we use, and, and I love that, if, if we use the analogy of the, the computer, and again, if, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on video, you're using some sort of computer at some sort of scale. Um, a computer is hardware and software. And the software, everybody has had an experience of bad software at some point, right? Um, and don't know so, what you're talking about. <laughs> we don't know anything about any of that. Uh, so we want to update that software. Treat treat your mind and everything that's contained in it as something that's upgradable. Don't don't limit it by thinking that it is fixed because it isn't. Uh, the training is one great way to boost it and get there. But you can read books. A lot of things that I learned to do, I was inspired by books. And so I, I celebrate literature and the ability to read. Um, it's, it's really important that we are not afraid to go seek out those sources. And the beautiful thing about books is um, when the power turns off, you still have them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You or when, you know, it's true. They, they try to rewrite the internet. The written books doesn't get rewritten. It, it stays physical and in your hands and, and things like that. Yeah. Not to get Thank too tinfoil hatty because that doesn't happen on this podcast, but you know. Oh, oh no. never know. But, but to, to a real practical level, one of the greatest books I have ever seen, and I'm the lucky owner of two of, two because I once lost it, and I was so upset that I'd lost it that I went and found a copy online to purchase, and then I found the one that I had lost. So I now have a backup, and this makes me very happy, That's of course. how it always works. <laughs> so uh, this yeah. book is one the is not, Alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This book is the Alive Natural Health Encyclopedia. Um, and it is an incredible yeah. book. A lot of us who have grown up in the modern world um, don't really have any idea about nutrition. Um, and if you want to optimize your mind, your ability to learn and intake new information, you know what? Nutrition is not a bad way to start um, because it affects your daily life, your daily performance, your mood. Um, Absolutely. Your cognitive ability. Food is immensely related to all of that and will also help you when you want to go beyond Right. When you are under challenge, when you're under stress, good nutrition will help your nerves and all of those pathways up and down the column, the spinal column, the brain. It optimizes the flow of those signals to and from, and you just handle those stresses better. So yep. nutrition is not a bad way to start, and understanding the connections between those things you put into your body, good way to go, I'd say. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's exactly like if you if you take the sort of, you know, the, the Jocko approach of like discipline equals freedom, right? If you have the discipline to, to exercise regularly and eat right and do the things that you're supposed to every day, when those days that you can't get around to them happen, you're not going to be that, you know, much worse off for not having done it. But when something 
bad happens or something that stresses you out happens if you you do those things that those stressors are reduced right because you're you're in the right physical shape you're in the right mental shape so that when you when you encounter them it's not so bad right like it it you can you can overcome them and do that i mean and if you look at all those great you know survival movies you know like the guy that cuts his arm off and all of these other things right like you know the plane crash survivors you know they go through horrible 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 things but like the one thing that they all had is this great mindset this perseverance this this will to continue on despite like ridiculous odds against them because they just won't quit they won't give up so it can yep. show you right there. Like these people were, were faced with like some of the most horrible situations you could ever imagine. And most people would be like, Oh, I could never do that. Well, you're right then. But if you think that you can, you've got a heck of a lot better shot than if you think you can't. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's right. If any of you think you can't push water uphill, I need you to stop right there. All you have to do is freeze it. And then you can push it really well up that hill. So all you have to do is think and look at the problem in a different way. Right? Yep. And, and so that's where talking to somebody else, looking for somebody else's advice, wherever the source, it's really useful. Um, when I was stuck out in the middle of the woods and running into problems, I, I did all of the things that one would do when they're stuck. I ended up on YouTube. I ended up Googling stuff. And I called a friend. I did all those things. Um, and that was mindset. That's all you have to do is think of those ways and away you go. Um, yeah. So a, a, a few places to where I have developed my mindset and my attitude to dealing with these things is from other people that impressed me in their way of dealing with these things. And so for me, that was the world of books in, in a way, but also yeah. my hunting and fishing mentor taught me a lot too. Told me a lot of stories of what he ended up dealing with and that gave me confidence that okay now that i know how he dealt with that i can go ahead and do that too and so i always uh, am a big fan of transmitting other books that have given me that confidence uh and so i've, I've got a few selected here that i i picked out and i'd love to share with folks if, if you want to hear about them um, absolutely i'll start with the most digestible because it's got lots of pretty pictures and not too many big words and those are like a lot of fun. It's the kind of color. You, you, oh, you beat me to the question. The thing, man. man. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it would be really cool. So if you do, like, I want to see it. All right, because that'll keep be it really in the lines awesome. here. Keep it in the lines. <laughs> yeah. I'll do my best, buddy. Yeah. So uh, this is a. He's not driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that in driving. You have to do that in color. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. good. But, but if you had to do it in That's driving, a lot easier then. <laughs> this book has some tips for you. Um, I'm referring to the 101 Deadly Skills series of books uh, by, um, I think it's is it Clint Emerson. Is oh, that his name? I, I'm trying to remember. Um, hold on. I, I, ha I have that one in my, in my library as well. I need to double check this because I, I need to give this fellow a shot. Yeah, it's Clint Emerson. So Clint Emerson is a former Navy SEAL, and um, I like what he does because he, and, and anybody who takes their combat arms experience and shares it with the civilian world so that they are better prepared, I, I got to give a, a shout out to. And so 
Clint Emerson is one of these folks, 101 Deadly Skills. Um, the Survival Edition, for those of you who are scared of anything that reeks of combat and or fighting. Uh, but for those of you who have a background in first responding or uh, combat arms, check out the other little titles that start with 101 Deadly Skills. Some really cool stuff in there. Um, especially for the folks out there who want more tips on MacGyver type situations and what would you do in that situation man this is the book for you um, for those of our friends listening in and watching from the military world I have to recommend uh, Colonel Grossman he wrote a book called on killing and it's a really important book um, and it helped me out at a time when I needed it I was in a situation um, with someone very close to me where it went out of control. The situation was out of control, like completely out of control, and I had to revert to the thought of what do I do to protect the other loved ones in the room. Mm. And that was really hard on me mentally and emotionally after the fact, not during. Not during. During, it was very cold, it was very rational, uh, very much like a lot of emergency simulations and drills we did in the military and in first aid training. Um, but in this case, it was very personal and it shook me. And uh, a good friend lent me the book on killing and it gave me deep insight into why that had affected me so deeply. And yeah. so uh, I want to share was, that book for all of you from the profession of arms to please I, uh, read this book. I, I've done three of his books. So that was a good one, like the, the on combat, on killing. And then uh, for those of you that, that are religious, because uh, Grossman is very religious, mm -hmm. um, the on spiritual combat was a really good one, uh, if you're into that. Um, it's very uh, Christian-focused, which is not really my jam. Um he does write his own like Christmas hymns and stuff like that. And if you do the audio one, it's him singing them to you. But I do think that even though that's my, my particular flavor of religion for, for those that, that are of that particular persuasion or just interested in general, it does tie some really interesting things to that mindset to faith, which can help make them even more powerful. Have to agree. Um, for, for those of you who might be turned off by the whole Christian aspect, he didn't preach it terribly in um, the video that he posted online. No, uh, in his on combat, on killing, he doesn't. This on spiritual combat one is, is very, it, it sort of takes the on combat one and adds that twist to it. Interesting. Which gives it and, a bit more of a, yeah. I, I mean, I, it, I enjoyed it, it for and, what it was. It's good to address it because um, yeah. in, in, in the book on killing, he he talks about, so I don't want to read the book to you all because I don't have it here, but I can <laughs> paraphrase some of the content that I found because it, it made a, a really big impression on me. And so he used a numbers-based approach. And what I like about a numbers-based approach is that it's a rational, non-judgmental manner to look at a set of data. And that's why big data is a big thing today is it, it's representative of something. It's not just plucking facts out of thin air, right? This is 
uh, structured information. So he went about interviewing a whole lot of people. And um, in interviewing these people, he found a pattern, a deliberate pattern that came to reveal itself in survivors of absolutely horrific battles who came out of it unscathed in terms of their mental part, in terms of uh, the psyche, in terms of mindset, they came out of it unscathed. They were real leaders and they showed just an incredible level of performance. And what he found is that a really high proportion of them had a deep spiritual aspect to their worldview and a deeply held one. So it cannot be denied and it should not be denied. Um, I just don't tend to get too denominational when I talk about this sort of stuff because it can really turn people off. And, and being from the world of training, I don't care to be denominational. All I care about is the outcome for the people who are taking the training with me. Um, because if, if, if it's turning them off, then they're not listening yeah. in. They're not as receptive. Right. And again, this goes to mindset, right? And, and so if you want to practice how to talk with people in mindset, um, there was a really good course I took a long, long time ago at the beginning of my IT career when I was just getting started in uh, IT security. And the reason I, I liked this course is because I had this problem in IT security. Whenever I'd walk into somebody's office, they all looked really annoyed to see me. They're always like, oh, here he comes. Right? I, I always brought challenges and problems that were difficult. And so I was not very popular when I'd walk into somebody's office. I always had some sort of question mark for them to deal with. So I took this course called communicating with tactic, uh, sorry, communicating with diplomacy and um, tact, with tact and diplomacy. And I never thought it would be as useful as it has been to me, uh, but I'll tell you uh, briefly what that course gave me. It gave me an enhanced awareness of what all humans feel when they're talking to somebody else. And so that's entirely psychology, right? But it's helped me in dealing with people and realizing that whoever I'm talking to, even though I might not be in the right mindset that, okay, if I'm dealing with this other person, I got to park that ego and I got to think of the other individual that I'm speaking with because it's an exchange. If I'm just talking to them, um, it's not the same thing. That's not really a, a, a two-way communication. That's just a one-way communication. If you want effective communication, two-way communication is good because you can confirm that you're hearing and listening to the right things, right? And so um, if there's another aspect in life one might want to work on is in communicating because I don't know everything. I don't think anybody here knows everything unless you do, and I just haven't found out about it yet. But um, what I have found in this entire attitude of, geez, I don't know how to do that yet. Maybe somebody will come along and show me, or maybe I'll find the right source. Well, a lot of that potentiality of using the word yet in the phrase becomes activated with people skills. And I can see that I didn't necessarily have those when I was a young lad. I was kind of brash. I was a bit of an ass, really. Um, but over time, with maturity, with inserting foot uh, in mouth and having to remove it once or twice uh, mm -hmm. and seeing the effect it has on others, after a while, we, we start to learn these things. So um, 
I will not discount people skills and working on people skills as a part of mindset development. Um, yeah. You yeah. are not an island, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I for mindset, I love books because there's a huge, like, uh, Peterson's great. Yep. Like, all of the Jocko books except for Final Spin because that has nothing to do with mindset and it's just a weird story that he wrote. You can avoid that one. <laughs> um, you know, David Goggins is great. Um, Jody Middick's book talks a lot about that. Um, the guy that he did Amazing Race with um, that he became in second is also a, write, wrote a great book about perseverance. And he talks a lot about Jody in the book and how like, you know, you have this guy that like the, the guy that came in second was like fighting um, Parkinson's or something like that. Like some, you know, physically debilitating disease that he's dealing with and struggling with, you know, and here he is watching Jody Middick who had his legs blown off in Afghanistan. And this guy is being inspired by him. Right. And his level of perseverance. And it's like, dude, like yours is just as insane. Like you are going through something incredibly difficult as well. You know, like don't underrate yourself here in this at all. Like you are just as mentally focused, but like it was sort of that interesting perspective of somebody that like here he is being inspired by somebody else that's also struggling, but in different ways. Right. Um, it I think that's a beautiful example of somebody yeah. who's just parked their ego and able to yeah. learn something just, really valuable and deep from somebody yeah, else. And yeah. All the things on communication, like Rory Miller and his books on like conflict communication resolution and talking all about that, that lizard brain and monkey brain and human brain to avoid what he calls the monkey dance is huge for mindset because if you can avoid it and it's not just like in a fight, it's you doing dumb things over and over right. again because your brain likes patterns. And if I've always done the dumb thing, if I don't do the dumb thing, that means there's something that's not right because I'm not repeating the pattern. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we need to break those patterns. Uh, yeah. Chris Voss's never split. The difference was also great about sort of like communications. I mean, he was a, a hostage negotiator, but like, it's that same thing. It's, it's that mindset going into it, knowing what you want to get out of this you know, he comes from that perspective and sort of applies it to the business world, but it's applicable to any communication with anyone, even yourself. Um, oh, and the, I mean, the list goes on and on and on for, for on books, the topic of like, business world here. Here's a couple that have helped me in business uh, immensely. And uh, lots of other people will have probably uh, spun this one off, but uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War. Yeah, Art of War has been respun by many other authors for the business world. But uh, what I love yeah. about this book is that it has multiple layers of meaning when you're reading through these passages. And if you have uh, even a little bit of a, a mind inclined to uh, poetic license or double meanings or uh, symbolism, and you turn that part of you on while you're reading this book, there is some serious life wisdom there for you. Um, yeah. Um, it's, a it's book of five rings is also good. Ooh. I don't think I've heard, it's, heard uh, that one yet. I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but he was one of those sort of like 
wandering samurais that was like roaming Japan after sort of the feudal era ended, getting into sword fights with people, and he was a master sword fighter and kind of wrote this book. I think he needed to check his ego a little bit, but like of all people, he probably earned it because like this guy had never lost a duel. Wow. The, the so world totally of martial brief. arts. Uh, another um, great one. Um, yeah. There's another Japanese guy, although this one is a little maybe controversial, um, but Sun and Steel. Uh, it was written by a guy that was very big into um, Japanese imperialism, and he actually, like, at the end of World War II, kind of got up and, like, told off the troops and everything, and then like actually did the whole seppuku thing because he sort of stood by his convictions so he's a bit of an odd one he started out as sort of an artist like a poet and then went a little bit right wing maybe a lot right wing but his son and steel book teaches you a lot of great mindset stuff and about how you know you need to have the discipline to go out and get your sunshine get your exercise in and it'll turn you into you know so that's the, the sun and the steel is by swinging around like weights and stuff. But it, it was a great book on that subject. Just don't look at the other stuff in his past. Maybe, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I also, love we can that. still learn from him. Yeah. Oh yes. I, I also love that some older traditions are coming back into full view. Um, like the Stoics. Uh, yeah. The Stoic philosophy oh. is, is making a bit of a comeback, um, repackaged I, by Hollywood, but you know, <laughs> Big fan of the philosophy, but the uh, I, I was not a huge fan of um, Marcus Aurelius's diary. It's sort of boring, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the, the philosophy. They could have really packaged that down into yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 quite wordy, but uh, the 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 essence of the philosophy is interesting because it 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 tends to encourage one to park the ego. But also, it doesn't shy away from adversity. Uh, in fact, it it looks positively on adversity as something that builds character and toughness. Um, and again, I will keep on harping on how important that is, um, especially when we start getting to a certain age. It's very easy to say, well, I want my life to be easier, so I'm going to buy this machine that makes all the work easier for me. And then I don't realize that, or I only realize after the fact that with this machine, I'm now doing a lot of repetitive, tiny micro motions that are terrible for my joints. And so as an older fella, it's probably better for me to pick up that ax instead of the log splitter, right? Even though it's going to take me much longer, et cetera, et cetera, for my body, it is better. Why we now know that exercise is how you have denser bones. And if yeah. you don't do squats, if you skip out on leg day and you get to my age and older, you are more eligible for a fall, which is where 70% yeah. of older folks get themselves exactly. hurt. So prepping is about thinking of your mind and how does the mind fit in with the body and the practical every day, right? So it all interlinks. It's, it's really important to have them all well, yeah. work together and, and the stoics and, did acknowledge that too so that's why uh, i mentioned yeah. them well and just to go back to sort of something we talked about earlier like saying i can't do that isn't right most right. of the time i mean there's definitely sometimes when you you have to acknowledge your limitations right 
Sure. You don't want like, <laughs> Absolutely. I can't jump, like, I can't jump off of 20 story buildings. That is not going to go well. Like, I can't do that. Well, you, right? you that can. You can do it. Under the right circumstances. Yeah, I could do it once. Yes. Yes. But, like, you know, you can do things under the right circumstance. So it might be, I can't do this in this way. I need to do it in that way in order to be successful at it. But that comes with time, experience, and, and all of the things. But yeah. That's starting to get you know more nitpicky and nuanced about it, but yeah, <laughs> it's true. But with experience comes yeah. the uh, the ability to instead of thinking linearly, right? Okay, well, how do I take a sidestep? Because sometimes the path forward is more difficult. So okay, take a sidestep. Look at your route now from the new point of view you have, and it just might be that now it's easier to go forward. Um, so it's it's. And, the old folks had all kinds of analogies like this that they would drop into our laps when we'd be frustrated uh, with a situation and they were really good ways to pick up a new mindset. So uh, a great way to change your mindset is hang out with older folks. Just hang out with older folks, you know, go talk to your grandfather, grandmothers, um, go talk to your great uncles, great aunts, if they're still around, uncles and aunts, talk to folks who have been there. Uh, yeah. read their words um, like like we've just talked about. There's right. so many of them that, that have been left behind for us. Um, well, it's, yeah, it's I mean, hang out with people world. that you idolize, right? Uh, and, and on that note, a- yeah, it's, it's a really good way to affect change in your life, Gavin. So I, I want to highlight that, man. Um, right. A long time ago, I was a little bit frustrated with my life and I was just rethinking everything. And so if if you ever get to that point in your life, man, don't be afraid. Rethink it all, man. Look at everything. Re-examine it all. And uh, part of that became an examination of my relations with others. And I remember being a bit frustrated that I had some people in my circle, within my circle, who um, weren't contributing as much to my life as I was contributing to theirs, to put it. Yeah. without getting specific. That's a very no. politically correct way of putting things. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some, some people are just leeches. I said it, not you. It's okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember thinking, well, how do I change that? And so I remember thinking inside of myself, well, okay, well, why am I attracted to that? Because yeah. if I've got people like that around me, I must be attracted to this in some way, right? And so I started thinking about all that and I started realizing, okay, it's a characteristic of mine, right? I broke it down. I had to break it down. I had to understand it. And, you know, big problems are worthy of breaking down to understand. And so I went through this exercise in my mind, okay, how is it that they're not contributing or why is it that they're not contributing and what is it about me that keeps this loop continuing? So taking self-responsibility is a great way to start the road to mindset because now you own your mind or you're, you're working towards owning your mind and it's a process. Um, and so it took time for me to reflect on this, but I quickly came to the notion that I was happy and enjoyed sometimes losing myself in other people's problems because one, it helped me feel good when I was able to help them out. But the issue with that is I had surrounded myself with a lot of people that I was helping them out more with their problems than my own. 
you're, you're surrounding yourself yeah with for lack of a better way of explaining it like broken people and you're trying to fix them and that's not not your place right that's well it's yeah. it's but it's maybe counterproductive because yeah, again here's an old saying from the old folks uh god helps those who helps themselves okay maybe you don't like god maybe you'll use the word creator or maybe you prefer the universal intelligence or maybe you'll just like yeah just people who can't help themselves can't be helped okay whichever yeah. form you want to take it's true yeah, yeah. It's true. Well, so, and to, yeah, to, to pull from, you know, my more preferred uh, religious spectrum, the Norse paganism, um, you know, Odin is always in search of knowledge, right? And he does these crazy self-sacrifice things in order to do that. So sometimes, like, it's not going to be easy, right? It's going to be difficult. And that's where the perseverance comes in. But, you know, and one of the things to gain knowledge, he actually plucks his eye out, right? Which is pretty extreme. But, you know, the the sort of metaphor there is that he literally had to change his perspective in order to gain knowledge. So, you know, you, you, you got to do that, right. It, to grow and to get that knowledge, you got to go through the uncomfortable thing. You got to change your perspective and, and everything will just be better. Right. Like, you know, if you go outside and you don't have a raincoat and it starts pouring rain, you're going to get wet. You can be miserable about it, but that's not going to make you dry. Or you could just, you know, oh, well, and laugh about it. And like, I'm an idiot. I better plan better next time <laughs> and have fun with it. And at least it'll be, you'll still be just as wet, but you won't be miserable. Hence why and we're we, here. We, yeah. And there's 204 episodes to help you prevent that problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just want to throw a quick thing in here and I'm not disregarding anything that was said tonight and everything like fantastic. This is not my forte, especially because books are complicated for me unless I can color them like that other one we talked about. Um, but just a small thing that if, if this seems like it might be too much or like too complicated for someone to just grasp or, or doesn't know where to start. Um, surrounding yourself with people that are willing to challenge you in a good way is a good way to start going down that path. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Like, so we, as, as you, many of you saw, we've, we got a new truck recently. So we went from a little Chevy Malibu to a 2500 HD that looks like a fucking monster truck. Right? <laughs> it's a bit of an upgrade. Like yep, it, it, an upgrade. It, yeah. It, it's just, an upgrade. It's a small yeah. one. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, we both Did you pack the, the, pack so, the Malibu in the back of the truck now or? Oh, you could much. like pretty much yeah it's it's huge someone had to um, ask somebody had to ask <laughs> right yeah. and i'm like yeah. we, we both want to care we both want to drive the truck so we, when we were setting up for the wedding you know mel's like well i'm gonna drive there i said okay and then we had to back it into like a little bit of a tight spot and she's like well you can back it up i'm like you can't only do the fun stuff you sometimes <laughs> have to do the hard stuff yeah right i'm like it's just you and me i was like you're going to have to do this at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Don't want to, but just someone that's going to just, you know, push a little bit, you know, and point you hopefully in at least the direction you want to go towards, whether that's good or bad, that's up for interpretation. But, you know, being around people that are willing to, you know, have that sit down conversation and just be like, you know, where do you want to go? Like, you know, Mel got me a present that I'm going on a shooting competition in a while. Well, I, I did the course is like the intro and the knowledge of it. It's like I'm I'm very comfortable behind the firearm, but now I'm doing a competition. I'm like I, I'm ecstatic to do it and very nervous. Like 
right? But it's like, okay, you know, take a breather. You know, everything we talked about tonight, and it's like, just you know, someone that this is something you want to do. Okay, you go do it once, whether it's miserable. And I was like, this was a horrible idea. Okay, fine, but you know, putting that barrier there of like, well, everybody's done this for so much longer. Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be the one that everybody laughs at? You know, all that stuff, like just people willing to just push that barrier into whatever direction you want. Even just starting with that, you know, not going out and buying a hundred bucks and standing in an ice bath for 20 minutes, you know, work your way up to that. But just, you know, surrounding yourself with, you know, you guys were just talking about it, you know, those leeches. Sometimes it's like, it's just not worth it. But it's like, you know, uh, uh, someone new or someone you don't hang out with as often is just going to be like, hey, you know. How's this going? You know, you mentioned a few weeks ago that you were going to try something. You know, have you gotten there yet? You know, how's that going? And someone that's going to push you in those directions is even a way to even start training your brain into getting into a better mindset and, you know, going down those paths we were just talking about. Just just those little things can make a world of difference compared to, you know, having to sit down, read 20 books while sitting in a nice bath. You know? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the nice thing about... The nice thing yeah, about dude. surrounding yourself with those people is that you start to learn their mindset and their patterns of thinking for success. And that's essentially what I did. I, I it's not, and it's not like I flushed everybody out of my life in one fell swoop. No, I don't no, no. think that's a, a good way to go either, but it was more of a, a conscious realization that, okay, maybe I'm going to put more time and energy into those relations where I want to go. And so in that respect, you become the change that you want to be just by, by osmosis, by being around that desired end state. Um, or, or maybe even the person doesn't even realize that, you know, they're coming off that way or doing something. So even having that hard conversation about like, I don't appreciate this or I don't enjoy this or something. Maybe there's just not even acknowledging the fact that they're doing this, right? But like having that conversation, maybe now, you know, that's something you guys can both grow into. And instead of, you know, cutting this person out right. saying, I don't want to hang out with you, right? Like you guys can grow better and, you know, hopefully, you the know, world needs to have more tough conversations yeah. with each other, yeah. right? Like, oh, exactly. Yeah. True. Candor was not getting insulted when no those when things happen, right? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. and, and just, just doing those little things can, you know, I mean, yeah, you got to get ready to sit there and, have that uncomfortable feeling or conversation that you know uh, you may insult someone but, and someone may say something that you don't appreciate, but you you, you do it, just do it. That's a good. Start. That's all part of the build, building that mindset, though, right? That's that doing that mm -hmm. uncomfortable thing and being comfortable doing the uncomfortable thing in whatever yeah. it is—a physical thing, a mental thing, or whatever it is. You gotta just yeah. for you know, it sounds it always sounds easier like just suck it up, right? But that's it's exactly yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. Start yeah. small though. Start yeah. start sucking yeah. it up over little things, and then those little things yeah. will snowball into big things, and then it'll yeah. it'll change your life, man. Like it will. I have to agree. I have to agree. Start small, and then work your way up to it. Seek inspiration from those around you that you can surround yourself with, who who present to you that ideal that you're aiming for. Um, try to emulate them and the things that you do. Be inspired by them. Don't be afraid to acknowledge that they inspire you. Right? Park that ego. Ego is 
the most harmful thing to learning and developing yourself in any way. So definitely don't be afraid to park that ego. And if you need ways to park the ego, adversity is one of the best ways to park your ego. Just seek it out and don't be afraid of it and take it away. It's our our strength. (laughs) Truly. It it will park it for you whether you want it to or not. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Very character building. Very character building. (laughs) Awesome stuff. Awesome. Well, I think we... uh, I killed almost an hour and a half here. Unless you guys have anything else you want to throw in, maybe we'll move into the podcast challenge. No, that's pretty. I mean, I could go for hours, so we should just stop. Oh, yeah. There's we, a natural pause. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think <laughs> yeah. a good natural pause like that is sign. We've covered lots so. of ground. It's uh, almost like I've hosted a show or two. Look at yeah. that. Just about, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. That's so I haven't lost it even after being away for a few weeks. Perfect. Well done. So, your podcast challenge for this episode take a minute reflect on your mindset and how changing it might help your change your everyday all right upcoming events so the uh, annual preppers meet is coming up july the 6th to the 9th 2023 in desboro ontario again fantastic event lots of like-minded people uh, lots of really really good information and knowledge at uh, at the annual preppers meet totally worth making it out if you can uh, you don't have to go the whole time you can pop in for a day skip a day come back for a day uh, but uh, yeah check it out or go for the whole thing um, so uh, if you uh, just throw in uh, google there annual preppers meet you'll get the website and uh, tickets are on sale now for entry and uh, the list of uh, talks and stuff i believe is going up too so uh, if you can get out there, absolutely make it out. That's a great event. Uh, shout outs. So quick shout out to uh, Sue and Leon, uh, two of our latest Patreons. So appreciate you guys signing up and helping uh, keep the lights on here because uh, without the uh, Patreons, nice. we end up uh, <laughs> paying out of pocket. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate uh, appreciate you guys throwing a couple bucks in the, in the pot to keep things going here because we basically even out uh, each year when I have to pay the bills to keep everything on, it's pretty much, I'm, I think I'm about 20 bucks out of pocket now. So I appreciate nice. that. It's awesome. makes life a lot, uh, a lot easier to, to keep this thing going. So thanks a lot to nice. both you and everybody that jumps on the, uh, the Patreon uh, bandwagon. Nice. nice, 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 nice. Um, Pierre. Two, yes. I got uh, a few quick shout outs. So much appreciated for much of the panelists uh, that was at the wedding and all the help and everything and everybody that came and uh, a good buddy of mine that came down from uh, just north of the butthole um, and had a bunch of conversations with everybody and everything and uh, found out about the podcast and we were chit-chatting and uh, he's been uh, binge listening to him and, and, and absolutely loves it. So a quick shout out to uh, TJ there. Thank you. Skip for, the first uh, two or three. Up. Just skip them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, yeah, I think he's working his way backwards, um, you know, he was, and everything. But uh, yeah, no, he, he's absolutely loving it, and he's like, "You guys doing good work," and he's like, "It's just yeah. so smart." Half the stuff he didn't think about, yeah. and, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, you know, quick shout awesome. out that uh, you know, spreading yes, the word was, about uh, you know, yes, it was very nice to other meet him than Sun talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm wearing a red a red shirt just for him this evening. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. 
right. Awesome. Well, with that, I'll bring episode number 205 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us. We record these shows live on Facebook and on YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. It gives you an alert when we are going live. You can contact me at batbradcpp at gmail.com. Right, and Gavin. I don't have show notes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I queued you to go. <laughs> oh, right. Never mind. Yeah, you can find me on the uh, the Instagrams, Urbex GTA, or with Ragnarok Tactical, or the other CPP Canadian Patriot podcast. We almost made it all episode without mentioning you didn't have the show notes. Almost. Yeah, that's all right. Almost. That just makes it more impressive that I did it all <laughs> with nothing. Because this is a topic I really love, like all of you. Very true. Hey, Gavin, you were in the right mindset. I was. Ooh. And well done. he came prepared. Yeah, with hey. the, well, uh, sort of <laughs> prepared with the right mindset at the very least there you go <laughs> well done um, gentlemen well done yeah. off, you can find me off the wall customizing on all the socialist medias uh, discord for the CPP but private message me because I don't check it um, or you can find me Monday nights um, talking about us critiquing the government and why we should prepare for other things on Monday nights on YouTube's for Canadian prep. Is that like podcast. solar flares? Yes. Sure. Exactly <laughs> like them. Can opener shortages. <laughs> hey, there you go. Oh, there you are. There you are. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Uh, you can find me, the Frugal Gunny, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, and also on the Cane Prepper Podcast Discord. All right, please uh, check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. Uh, get me there on the live chat. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>